Blog Talk Radio. Good day to you, it's Andrew Morgan, the Ghost Coach. You know, a while ago I shared what I'm about to share with you right now on another on a previous program, and I had some people ask me about it. Let me just get right to it and just jump right into this thing. John Q. John Q. was a man who lived a simple life. He had 2.5 children and a very lovely wife. He had a simple little house with a simple little fence. He had a simple little job. He left nothing up to chance. In the morning, he would wait, kiss his wife, and hit the door, go to work, and at his desk, drop his head, and cry for more. Not the kind of crying you can hear with tears and quivering lip, but a quiet desperation that made John feel really sick. One day he said to himself, I can't take this anymore. I've got to make a drastic change. My life's a total bore. So he jumped from his desk and he ran to tell his wife that today is the day that he starts to live his life. When he walked through the door, his eyes could not believe there on the floor was his wife crying on her knees, not the kind of crying you can hear with tears and quivering lip, but a quiet desperation that made John feel really sick. Now, the public story, you may say, is different from yours, but you have your moments of desperation of that, I'm truly sure. This is Andrew Morgan, the Ghost Coach, and I'm here today to talk to you about getting outside or breaking out of your comfort zone. That was a poem that I wrote more than uh, seven years ago, and it's uh, it's in the book that I'm that uh, that I'm working on, break out the complete guide to getting unstuck. And I think for a lot of people, they can relate to the words that you find in that in that poem. My question to you is: Are you stuck in the middle? Are you stuck in the middle? Are you living a life that's good but not great? You know, a life that's okay but not outstanding. A life that is acceptable though not exceptional. Are you living an ordinary life? Let me define ordinary. Plain, undistinguished, customary, usual, normal, of no special quality or interest, commonplace, unexceptional. Again, I ask you, are you stuck in the middle? You know, the middle is that place that's in between, I can't take this anymore and I'm living my greatest life. You know, it's a place, the middle is a place that's in between surviving, just barely surviving and actually fully thriving. It's a place that's in between crawling and flying. It's that place that's in between that. The middle is your comfort zone. Performance uh, management expert Alistair White describes a comfort zone as a behavioral state within which a person operates in an anxiety-neutral condition, using a limited set of behaviors to deliver a steady level of performance, usually without a sense of risk. Are you stuck in the middle? I define a comfort zone simply as a rut. You know, a place that runs deepest when it's when it's unknown, a place where we tend to bury our dreams, a place where 
just enough becomes a standard. What do I mean when I say just enough becomes a standard? Well, you know, you have just enough love uh, so that you don't feel like you're you're not loved. You have just enough money so that you don't feel like you're you're totally broke. You have just enough, just enough. And you know, one of the dangers of being stuck in a rut is that they cause you to do just enough to get by, and they force you to settle for getting by on just enough. I'm going to say that again. Ruts cause you to do just enough to get by, and they force you to settle for getting by on just enough. So are you stuck in the middle? I'm going to share with you some reasons, if you are stuck in the middle, why you want to get outside of that comfort zone. I want to share with you some of the dangers of being stuck in a rut or or living in that comfort zone. Now, understand something. Comfort zones are a place where we can kind of rest and recuperate and refocus and, and set some new goals and some new direction and take on some new challenges. You know, it's not always about... Um, being outside of that zone. However, it's not a place that, that was designed for us to live in. It's kind of that pause that we sit, we take sometimes before stepping into new things. And those who are really good at producing desired outcomes in their life have the ability to minimize those pauses, meaning that they go from one great thing to the next great thing. And you find that over and over again with anyone who is who's become uh, who's mastered the art of producing desired outcomes. And I say it's an art because that's what it is, the art of producing desired outcomes. So if you want to produce desired outcomes in your life, if you want to do the things that you can see to do, if you want to fulfill the visions that you have for your life and who you are, you know, if you're in a place that's not quite where you want to be and you really are ready to, to step out into the fullness of who you are, then you have to get out of the middle. Because the middle will just keep you in a place where you're not necessarily hurting, uh, but you're also not necessarily soaring. You're not flying. So what are some of the dangers of being stuck in the middle or being stuck in a rut? Well, you know, one danger is, as I just said, they cause you to do just enough to get by, and they force you to settle for, for getting by on just enough, just enough love, just enough money, just enough satisfaction, just enough um, just enough productivity, just enough, just enough, just enough, just enough, just enough, all right? The danger with that is that one day just enough becomes not enough. And when you find yourself in that place where just enough is is no longer enough, you're going to find that you'll have to scramble because you've become accustomed to doing what? Just enough. You know, in an ever-changing world with technology expanding at rapid rates and, and the needs of 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 our fellow human beings expanding at such a rate, enough, you know, what was enough five years ago is quite frankly not enough today. Look at your job. Look at what you do for a living. Look at how you earn money. You know, the chances are the way that you did it five years ago doesn't cut it today because we have to move faster. We have to produce more because there are more tools to help us to move faster and produce more. If you're not, if you don't get what I'm saying on this, think about the impact that email has had on on the world in general. Think about the impact that, that Twitter has had on the world and Facebook has had on the world. You know, uh, this morning on Twitter, one of the trending topics was Rip Mick Jagger. Okay, Mick Jagger's not dead. <laughs> but look at the way in which we communicate these days. Someone put that up there, and then in order for something to trend, we're talking about millions of people 
uh, carrying that message forward. So just like that, almost in the flash of an eye, the message zooms around the world. In that case, it wasn't true, but in many cases, things fly around the world. That's that's true. So what impact does that have on how you do your job and how you live your life? My point is this. If you're accustomed to getting by on just enough, you will find soon, sooner or later that just enough is not enough, and you'll find yourself in a place where you're scrambling. You're scrambling just to keep up. Another danger of being... Uh, being stuck in in a rut or, or staying in your comfort zone is that ruts tend to paralyze you. You know, when you're in that place, inertia sets in, and there's just not a lot that you're doing. You're not reaching out for the opportunities that are available to you at this particular age and stage of your life. You're just sitting there. You're paralyzed like a deer caught in the headlights. Another challenge or another danger of being stuck in a rut is that um, ruts, tend to, they, they are where we bury our dreams. You know, ruts are without a doubt one of the deadliest dream killers known to humans. A rut, the com- your comfort zone, is the thing that will kill your dreams far greater and, and more likely than, they're more likely to kill your dreams than anyone standing in your way. They're more likely to kill your dreams than anyone telling you that you can't do it. Comfort, where it's just not, you're not hurt. But you, you're not uh, you're not satisfied necessarily with what you're doing. That's another danger of being stuck in a in a rut or, or staying um, in your comfort zone. Another another uh, danger of staying in a comfort zone is that they, very often when you get in that comfort zone and and if you're stuck in a rut, ruts make you feel small and inferior. Why? Because you look around you and you see people doing big things, and then you begin to make. Up, you begin to create excuses for why you're not doing it. Or you, you have a dream that you're sleeping on, and you watch other people go after their dream and work on their stuff, and you become a what? I'm going to use, I'm going to use uh, the, I guess the best term, the best way to phrase this is I'm going to get ghetto here. You become a hater, man. You start hating on people who are doing big things or who are even trying to do big things with their life because you're stuck in a comfort zone that you're refusing to break out of or that you don't know you need to break out of. Hopefully you're getting this point as I share this. Another danger of being stuck in the middle and being stuck in a rut is that those things tend to multiply. You know, when you're stuck in a in a um in a relationship rut, it tends to carry over into other areas of your life. You know, people who are stuck in jobs that they can't stand, that they, they hate every morning they get up and they go in and they dread it every single morning. They hate the waking up and the getting in the car and the going into work to work with those people that they just can't stand. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. Not another day. When you're in that place, chances are that rut, that that place that you're stuck in is carrying over into other areas of your life. Okay, your physical health. Uh it carries over into your into your 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 health and and then it carries into your relationships. I mean, how how great of a partner are you if you're going in and spending 8 to 10 hours doing something that you hate and then coming home to the family? How, you know, what kind of a of a parent are you if you're hating what you're doing most of the day? Now, listen, this is a real this is a real check-in for you, okay? Listen, hear what I'm saying. The way that the being stuck in that rut, being stuck in a comfortable place, even though you don't love it, it's comfortable, 
carries over into the relationships that you have, and it impacts the way in which you interact with other people in your life. Think about it. Don't take my word for it. Please don't take my word for it. This is a show about uh, about examining the unexamined areas of our lives so that we can do something different and produce a different outcome. That's what this show is all about. If you're tuning in for the first time, that's what we do here. And, no, it's not always comfortable, nor should it be comfortable to do that, but it is necessary if you have some place that you're trying to get to in your life. It's necessary that you examine those areas. So now, here, check in and hear me on this. If you're in a place where you're stuck and you're not producing at the level at which you feel as though you could produce, or if you're in a place where you're sleeping on your dreams, you are sleeping. If you're in that place where you are sleeping on your dreams, you know you should be doing more. You know you have more potential than you're currently than you're currently using. You know you have more promise than you're currently realizing in your life, but yet you're sleeping on it because you're afraid to take a chance. I ask you, what kind of a mate, what kind of a person, what kind of a friend, what kind of a parent are you as a result of that? That's how people become haters in the first place. It's not because they're just mean and surly. It's not just because they're mean and nasty people. It's just that they're they're seeing people around them who have a vision that's greater than the vision that they have for their life, or they're seeing those people around them with the vision that they're acting on when, in fact, they know they're not acting on theirs. That's a check-in. That's one of the dangers of being stuck in the middle is that it tends to multiply. It tends to, ruts tend to multiply. They tend to carry over into other areas of your life. They also distort your perception. When you stay stuck in that place, your perception becomes distorted. Zig Ziglar, I love the joke that he tells about the uh, the dog. He, you know, there's a traveling salesman who's out in the country making making cold calls, and he he comes up, he pulls up to a house at the uh, end of a very long road, and and on the uh, on, on the porch there's a there's a, a old farmer sitting in a rocking chair, and and his dog is sitting next to him, just howling in pain. Arr! Arr! just howling in pain, and the salesman goes. You know, sir, what's what's wrong with your dog? And the farmer looks down at him and goes, "Oh, Duke." He said, "Yeah." He said, "What's wrong with him? Why is he just sitting there? And, why is he howling in pain like that?" The farmer looks at him and goes, "Well, uh, Duke's uh, laying on a nail." And the salesman goes, "He's laying on a nail. Well, why don't he get up off of it?" And the farmer says, "Well, I guess it don't hurt bad enough to get up off of it. It just hurt bad enough to complain about it." <laughs> All right, that's one of the dangers of of being stuck in a rut is that we get in that place and and our perception of what we can do and what we're capable of doing in our life and our perception of the opportunities that are around us become distorted. So you've got to get up off of that thing. You've got to get up off of that nail. You've got to get up out you've got to get out of that comfort zone. You've got to get past that place where you're doing just enough and you need to reach out for the dreams that you have. That the the vision that you have of 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 who you are and who you can be, you have to make the decision to get to break out of that. And I want to share with you some tips on how you can do it. And this is a something that we're going to cover over over two days. But I want to share um, I want to share my story with you to illustrate um, you know how we sometimes break out or or what we 
uh, how circumstances sometimes force us out of a rut and 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 force us out of our comfort zone and 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 how you can can act on it without having circumstances act on you. In in 2007, I was a, a middle class corporate America working stiff. You know, I was earning more than six figures a year. And I was doing work that was challenging and engaging in one of the most dynamic and growing industries in the world, in the retirement living industry. You know, the baby boomers are coming, and and, um, it's just a growing and very dynamic industry. Um, I was respected by my peers, and, and I was respected by those that I reported to. I had a bright future, and I had new opportunities on the horizon. In 2008, I received uh, a, a national media award, media marketing award, for a radio program that I co-hosted uh, called Right-Sizing Your, uh, Right-Sizing Your Home. And in 2009, I received two national media marketing awards for, mag- for a magazine that I published for the company that I work for, for the retirement company that I work for. So I, mean, I share that just to say, you know, I was in this thing to win it, and, and I was in it, you know, going, going full force. But things were tough. You know, the housing market, uh, when it when it went south, it impacted sales. And, and we're talking uh, a very high-end product that we were selling. We went from doing more than $14 million in sales annually um, to barely doing $12 million in sales. And when I say we, it was myself and a small team of, of eight people. Uh, so we were doing all that in one community, in one retirement community, and it was it was a flagship community, but, you know, there were – Entrance fees that people were paying, and and the thing that that um, that I credit the team with is the ability to sit down with an individual and to make a sale that um, that would range anywhere from you know seventy thousand to nine hundred thousand dollars, and to have that sale happen right there at the table. There was no financing with this. I mean, people were writing checks right from their account. Um, to make this, you know, to to uh, bind to this community. So, you know, we were uh, a rocking and rolling team. We were a flagship in the company that I worked for, and we were doing some big and exciting things. But when the market went south, things got really, really tough. And it was apparent that the – it became apparent that the way that, you know, this, this 85-year-old company was reaching the market had to change, and we realized that even before uh, this was a, an organization that went from uh, having a um, a 57% market share, 57% share of the market, down to um, right around 20, and that's because of increased competition. So a lot was happening. It was a very dynamic and changing marketing. Uh, market. Um, I worked with corporate to propose a solution to what we can do because we were losing. You know, the numbers were slipping down, and we were we weren't reaching occupancy goals. And you know, again, this is a time when everybody was just freaked out over over the real estate market adjusting and correcting itself, and people just weren't doing anything. Well, um, you know, I, I worked on a very radical strategy to help turn this thing around, and I, I didn't work on it alone. I worked on it with with um, with the corporate executives, and you know, we worked on it. We put this thing together, and they accepted it. You know, they said, "Yes, the organization is ready to go in a different direction. We have to do something different in order to to turn this thing around." And I said, "Yes, that's what I've been saying all along. Let's go." And then they said, "Wait, you're not coming." <laughs> All right. Anybody here can relate to what I'm saying? Have you ever worked for an organization that decided to go in a different direction? And as exciting as it is, it's also a downer because, well, you're not going in that direction that they that that they want that they're going in. 
So, you know, that's that's life, you know, and, and, and the interesting thing is is that I didn't feel, you know, I wasn't hurt, I wasn't disappointed, I wasn't bitter. And the reason for that is that I had decided three years prior, prior to that conversation, that I was living in the middle and that I needed to break out. I mean, life was good, but life wasn't great. You know, and I had done I had done what uh, many would consider to be you know some pretty cool stuff, some pretty good stuff. I mean, you know, I was saying I was hard worker, put in as many hours as I needed, um, always looking to innovate, always looking to be creative, always looking to find a way to do something in a way that no one else was doing it, as evident by the awards that I'd won and and, and many of the accomplishments that we had, even in spite of the the change in our market share, and and yet. Um, I knew that I was living in the middle. I knew that you know this was not all that that I was that I was meant to be. I knew that there was a great deal more that I could do, and 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 I knew it as I said prior to that conversation. In fact, three years prior to that conversation, I began reworking um, my book, Break Out: The Complete Guide to Getting Unstuck. And a year prior to that conversation, I began to share motivational tips on Twitter, and and I actually built a following of more than sixty thousand people. Um, at that time today, I have more than 77,000 people um, who follow me on Twitter, and, and I'm able to share some thoughts and some insights and make a lot of great friends and actually um, brought, you know, I've been able to uh, to increase my coaching business as a result of some of the stuff that I do on Twitter and, and so on. So, you know, I was doing all of this prior to that conversation because I knew that this wasn't what I was meant to do. You know, one of the things that I always say is that, um, you can't accidentally break out of a rut. You're either forced out by circumstances or you work your way out by design. And I ended up somewhere in between that, the two of those things. I was working my way out by design, but in the end, circumstances, um, circumstances really facilitated that change, which, again, was all right with me. So that was my key. That was my key to, to breaking out. Uh, it was you know, knowing that I could do more. And and doing it, you know, I mean, it, it, while I was working um, a full-time, very full-time job, I was coaching and speaking and training in my spare time. I was writing in the evenings. I was um, I would I would use my vacation time to uh, to fulfill speaking contracts and training contracts that I had with with companies, and and so you know I was doing those things because I knew that that's really where. I was supposed to be. I knew that my middle, the place that I would soar at, would be a place where I was truly using the stuff that was given to me to use, and 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 I, w- it, I wasn't finding that fulfillment in that in my nine to five, even though I was successful in doing some really neat things in that nine to five. I knew that it was it was uh, it was not something that that I could that I was really called to do, or that I would be doing long term. So I'm asking you, what you know what. What's your key to getting out of the middle? You know, if you're in that place, what's your key to getting out of the middle? You know, how do you go about getting out of the out of that breaking out of that rut, breaking out of that routine that that you know you're doing what everyone says you should do. You're working a job, um, you're raising a family, you're you're you know you're paying the bills, you're doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do, but yet you know that there is more, that there's still greatness. That that you have to live. You know that there's still so much more that you can be doing. What's your key? Think about that. What's your key? You know, what's your thing? What's your stuff? What are your gifts and your talents? 
What is it that that you would do um, just because? What is it that you love to do? What is it that energizes you? You know, one of the hardest things to do in life are the things that you that you uh, that you don't have to do when there's nothing motivating you to do it. I'll say it again. One of the hardest things to do in life are the things that you do not have to do when there's nothing motivating you to do it. You know, that's the thing about your dreams. You're not forced to to do. You're not forced to live them. You don't have to go out and do that thing that you that you were called to do. Nothing is forcing you to do it. There's nothing tangible, nothing that's right there saying, you know what, if you don't go out and and you know and 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 live your dream, you're going to you know you're you're going to you're not going to have a roof over your head. You don't have those physical, those tangible things there to to force you to get out of that rut. So you have to create it. You have to understand what is it, what is it that that. Uh, that I need to do with my life that's going to have the greatest possible impact on myself and the world around me, and and I'm telling you one of the one of the uh, the the fallacies about being stuck is that you can do it later, you can you can break out later, you can you can reach your dreams later, you can you know you can build that company later, you can do you can go for your stuff later. On on Saturday, June the seventh, in two thousand eight, at at four thirty five in the morning. Thirty-seven year old Bruce Savage was driving his SUV on a narrow road that ran parallel to the Chesapeake Bay in a waterfront neighborhood in Annapolis, Maryland. His SUV, the truck, uh, failed to stop at an intersection. It went over thick vegetation, and, and then it became airborne, and it, it landed in the bay, striking a wood pile in, in the water head-on. On that day, all that Bruce was working on came to a stop. All that he ever hoped to be in life ceased. It ended. It was sudden and it was unexpected. We love him and we miss him dearly. And I say we because Bruce is my first cousin. And, you know, as far as the rest of the world is concerned, this story is not earth, it's not an earth-shattering tragedy. You know, more than 100 people die in automobile accidents every day. More than 100 people. That's about one person every 15 minutes in an auto accident. So when it happens, although it shakes the lives of those who are closest to the person or those who know the person, it's not typically something that everyone, you would hear it and go, oh, my goodness, what a tragic story. But the thing to note with this, and this is, where the, this is really where the tragedy is, and this is where the lesson is, is that one day, one day, you and I will wake up and we will see our last new day. And I don't mean to throw a Debbie Downer on this, but that's that's truth of the matter. One day you will wake up and you will see your last new day. My question is, is if that day comes tomorrow, did you live your life today? If tomorrow was the last day, did you live your life today? And I'm sorry to throw that tone on it. I'm sorry to say it like this, but it is that serious. It is that serious. Don't wait until this precious, delicate gift called life is threatened before you decide to eradicate those routine, unproductive, unfulfilling, unnecessary things in your life that's robbing you of your potential and preventing you from becoming who you really are. Is there always tomorrow? 
Mm-mm. You don't always know that. The reality is, is that every day counts. Every moment counts. The moments make up the days. The days make up the weeks. The weeks make up the months. The months make up the years. The years make up your life. This moment is the most powerful moment in time. It's the only moment that you have that is actionable. The past, you can't touch it. The future is simply a place in time where the consequences of this moment and other moments show up. It's in this moment that life is lived. So my question is, what are you waiting for? What are you wanting for? And what are you wishing for? Why are you settling for less than you are? Why? Why are you repeating those unfulfilling tasks over and over and over and over and over again when you have the opportunity in this moment to break out and to make a difference, to take a chance, to get outside of that comfort zone and experience the wind upon your face, so to speak? Tomorrow, we're going to talk about exactly how you do that. We're going to talk about four steps that you take to actually do that, and the steps are the steps are effective. This has been Andrew Morgan. I want to tell you, uh, this is Andrew Morgan. I want to tell you that that uh, the program is brought to you by aboutgoals.com. Go check out the website. That's aboutgoals.com. Don't wait. Don't wait for tomorrow to start living. Make sure that today your goals are alive. Make sure that your dreams are alive today. Make sure that today is a day that you live your life fully and without regrets. And also know Know this. Know that the world is a better place because you are here. Just make sure that what you do today is an affirmation of that truth. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Send me a comment if you like the program. Let me know how you're enjoying it. Let me know if you have questions. Uh, you can do that on Backboard at blogtalkradio.com slash goals underscore coach. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Love talking to my friends on Twitter. And until tomorrow, enjoy today fully and have no regrets about it. Live life fully. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Can't wait for it. Have yourself a wonderful day.